In times like these, being a citizen is a big job. Thank you for joining us to celebrate the virtues of self-rule and debate the state of our republic. Welcome to the Citizen's Prerogative Podcast. This is the voice of your nerdy host, Michael Piscatelli, and we are blessed with a co-host whose passion for our republic precedes him everywhere he goes, Raymond Wong Jr. Hello, hello. It's, it's so bright in here. The new day is just awakening. <laughs> this is episode number 22, and we're titling it something like A System for a New Day. And today we're going to talk about some things in general. We're going to be introducing um, a new path forward for the podcast. At least we're, we're trying to implement some changes we hope will be improvements we'll find out so some of the changes that we're doing um are going to involve you know shortening the show trying to give it a little bit more of a concise topic per per episode and um, making sure that we're pivoting towards solutions um as those of you who have been on the journey with us know ray and i have been conscientious about not only trying to present some of the challenges that we live with today and and how those have come to be um, and then show the light as to what you know our options are why we don't have to live with what we have that we have an opportunity to change things and so um, in laying that foundation we feel like we've done a sufficient amount of work there and we want to do try and speak on what's coming up what are the things that are emerging on the horizon that we as good citizens could be doing or as citizens who want to do good could be doing to dig into to try and bring forth as far as change is concerned. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. We're, we're not interested in, in, in sensationalizing you, right? I think that's the challenge here is this is this, I mean, we're saying a shift, we're saying this new format, but it's not technically new. We are in, just like our Republic, we are an evolving show. We're evolving with the Republic. We have done the piece that was needed, which is talking about the, the baseline of our policy, the baseline of what we think is going to help the country and what's hurting it. And we're ready to start talking about solutions. If we were mass media, we just keep talking about and complaining and, and, and recycling the same old material. But you get to a point where okay, we know what the problems are. We believe we've rounded them out. Let's start moving towards a solution-based conversation. But that doesn't get you views and that doesn't get you ratings, frankly. Unfortunately, um, yeah, the real constructive work of where to take the Republic now, um, yeah, that's not happening necessarily in the public sphere. So we're gonna help. <laughs> Go ahead. I wanna correct that, right? We're gonna get views, but not on cable not on the network TVs, right? That they're focused on keeping you tuned in for advertiser dollars. I do believe that we will have like-minded individuals who decide, yes, this is a place where I can feel like we're actually making progress and I'm not in an echo chamber. And, and of course, people will let us know if that's not the case. Mm -hmm. Yeah, let us all try and leave behind the fear-based economy, <laughs> the fear-based media economy. You know, if you're watching anything on television and if you feel like it's it's striking a chord to try and make you fearful, try not to listen to it. <laughs> That's not helpful. <laughs> oh, we digress. So just to preview for you a little bit, what's going to be coming up, um, what will be arriving in your inbox in the coming weeks um, 
it's it's to just talk about it a little bit it's been spurred on by like we said the re-envisioning of our format and trying to and getting some helpful feedback from our listeners um, and we have a dear friend of the show who's helping us with fact checking and is um, also trying to be the voice of the customer uh, you all and giving us you know feedback on, on what's valuable we we want to make sure that we're we're providing value um, as well as you know covering the message that citizen do good and citizens prerogative feels really important. Um, which is promoting self-rule. So we're still going to be on that game, right? Self-rule is our thing. Um, and and now we're going to be talking, like Ray said, uh, looking at some more of the solutions. So when we talk about a new system for our republic, um, it's basically looking at various components. We've talked about the car in the past. I've probably thrown out a boat. We've, we've got you know a few, few different um, objects out to try and relate to it. But we want the Republic to adapt based on what we've learned and make sure that our system of self-rule is able to compete for survival in a new world. Because the world is changing. It's, you know, it's not just the United States and the United States being aware of some old problems reckoning that finally need to be solved. That, you know, one, we've got some really old cans we've been kicking down the road for hundreds of years. Um, we need to finally fix those things to demonstrate we can fulfill the promise that's embedded in, you know, the Declaration of Independence and all of that, <clears throat> excuse me, for people and demonstrate to the world that this is a system that can work. Self-governance can work. It's effective. And it's actually, if we can pivot, if we can adapt this thing, we can demonstrate how it's actually good for people and good for the planet. If we so choose, right, to model it in that direction. So that gives you a little bit of preview of what we're going to be talking about in a couple of weeks. So what we, we're going to be talking about a new system that incorporates aspects from various independent movements we have going on. So, you know, this is one of the goals Ray and I try to have is like, well, there's all these little cubbyhole things happening, right? Uh, movements, solutions, problems, and they're all being picked at and discussed and, and dis dissected in isolation from one another. When in the reality is all of these things need to converge. They all need to come together so that we have an integrated system to move forward that's better for everyone. And this includes when we're talking about independent movements, we'll probably continue to incorporate as things emerge out there in the world. Um, you know, evolution requires variation. And so there's going to be a lot of varieties of flavors of things out there over time that have to coalesce around a message that actually resonates with people. That's just how things happen. Like when we started manufacturing cars, we started out with a few manufacturers and then it proliferated into many manufacturers and then eventually consolidated back down to a few. We, we, that's just the product system, the model that the evolutionary cycle products go through. Our system is the same way. So some of the movements out there you've heard of and maybe controversial, we'll take the controversy out of it or we can discuss why it shouldn't be controversial. Defund the police, or what I would call defund for social justice. And it's about reappropriating dollars from a police force, from the military arm of the state <laughs> to the arms of the states that can actually caress, hold, hug, help people along <laughs> rather than shoot them or beat them with a baton or shoot them with a, a, with a stun gun or something. Um, we also have to look at voting and representation because there's a renewed assault. There's a group of people that don't want to give up power and not because they have good ideas, but because they just don't want to give it up because they think they deserve it for some reason. <laughs> so 
So voting is, you know, in representation in our system, no taxation without representation is under assault. Um, who gets represented? Always the question. And Ask then, DC, right? Ask <laughs> DC residents. Exactly. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's going to be a nice big umbrella. Climate. Climate is going to be the unforgiving. That's the parent that doesn't give to about your tamper tantrum climate is going to give you hurricanes can give you flood it's going to give you drought right it's, it's i guess i guess you could say that uh climate is the parent that says are you bleeding and then if you say yes they're like oh well <laughs> you know, I guess my mom used to say are you bleeding are you dead and i'm like no but i think it, the climate also says that but then if you're like yes it's like all right well moving on Mm -hmm. Well, then you better get yourself to the hospital. Good luck with that. Because <laughs> it's raining. It's raining. Oh, gosh. And then, um, of course, one of the refrains you've heard from us before is around universal basic floor, something to ensure that everyone under our system has a chance to participate in the system. And really, you'll probably hear us lean into creation, creatorship, arts, more because humans in our system today have become so divorced from being creators it's almost like oh no some people it's like what's an artist we were at a, a talk earlier this week and it's like oh what's your definition of an artist you know this that and the other thing and to me it was like well everybody has the capacity to be an artist only what makes someone an artist is the fact that they create and many of us just don't create we, we just don't we go to work we spend we consume but we don't create. And I think if we were able to shift that, both mindset and physicality, you know, people, if people were becoming more creators and they were freed by the economy to invest time in creating, oh boy, can you imagine what would emerge? It's so exciting to think about it. Right. Um, and if you're not creative, you could support creativity, right? You can go and volunteer at a nonprofit. You can give tours. So you are... I always have stressed that everybody gives something. So you may be sitting there thinking, I'm not creative, I'm not an artist, I won't do anything. But what if you had the freedom to go volunteer? Would you do that? What if you had the freedom to clean up the park that you see and you think, oh man, th there's a mess or these flowers should be tended to? That's still creationism. You're still helping foster a more beautiful, sustainable and, and enriching society, right? So we don't wanna oversimplify it by saying that just the artists, like everyone can be an artist in their life. A mother who creates a dinner for her family is an artist in household, you know, uh, grooming, right? And, and growth and nourishment. That's a really good point, Ray, because I did talk about what's the definition of an artist and you're touching on what's the definition of art. And maybe art is anything we've created, not for profit, not, not from our intrinsic self and, and, you know, whether it's to feed our soul or to others, their others hunger, <laughs> that's an, that's art. You're producing something not for the economy necessarily. So the economy is a beneficiary and that's yeah. what we have to remember. The economy is a benefit when that, like going back to my mother analogy that just came out of nowhere, you know, that. She, she's, she's benefiting the economy. It's, it's benefiting the local merchants. It's benefiting, you know, the gas tax and such as she drives. But all of this that's occurring is, is, is a benefit to the economy. The economy is a beneficiary. 
Right now, we are subject to the economy. We're just trying to shift that, right? The dynamic shift, and we believe UBI, unless somebody has a better idea, is a way to shift that dynamic. So again, it's that that individual's choice to, to, to benefit the economy how they choose, whether through creation, being an artist, or by creating art. Awesome. So all of this, I mean, we, we've been talking for a few minutes, but we're really addressing, you know, four, four primary bullets around um, social justice, you know, re reallocating resources for, for social justice outcomes, voting and representation, the, the economy that we need that works with the climate and not against it, and then making sure that everybody has money to survive, <laughs> basically, um, and participate in the system. Uh, create that floor. So all of this taken together points to components when assembled into a new system for us moving forward. It really demonstrates the best path forward for humans on earth compared to our competitors. I mean, if you take a step back and you look at it from business terms, the United States as a company, <laughs> you know, our competitive advantage in, in the realm of self-rule. So you go to the store for self-rule, right? And you're walking down the aisles like, what government do I want this week? What, what system do I want to live under or participate in um, to have, you know, the most access to capital or freedom or, you know, whatever is most important to you. And you're walking down those aisles in that grocery store, self-rule grocery, Inc. And you're like, dictatorship. Well, only if I'm a dictator. Maybe I can't be the dictator there, so I'll put that back on the shelf, right? But we want people to come back time and again and choose our product. We want our product, the Republic, the United States, to be the choice, to be the shining light on the hill. Not for the sake of ego. <laughs> Not for the sake of saying America's great or America's exceptional or anything like that, but because it's the best option we've got. It's like, it's not perfect, but it's further along than most of the other systems. And it's the one that still gives us the most power, us being citizens. Still today, we have more power as citizens than UK, more power than in France. Like yep. we really still thankfully today in our system we have a chance <laughs> as citizens the lottery right which which is yeah. which is a dangerous thing we got to work on that too but the i'll say this michael i like your new i like your uh, uh, analogy with the products on the shelf right the problem we're talking about folks and what we want to get to the bottom of is you see democracy it's got great packaging it's branded it's sponsored it's got the best but when you turn the nutrient facts over is the problem we're having right daily serving for a senator is 300 percent of the daily value and a citizen gets one percent of their total daily value so the problem we have here is the nutrition facts are out of sync you know, so the economy's good. It's, it's, I mean, sorry, the government style is good. It's the right packaging. It's the right components. It's everything you ever wanted, but there's too much fodder. So the substance is being drained out and you're left with the fodder. So we want a, we want a holistic package. We want a holistic product, not just the, 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 basically what the U.S. is, is corn, right? We don't want the corn filler, which is what most of our food tends to be. Yep. If you're lucky, it's just corn. Otherwise, it's high fructose corn syrup. You know, you get corn in <laughs> itself wasn't good enough. You had to no. squeeze whatever out of it and then concentrate it to kill people. <laughs> oh, goodness. I shouldn't laugh at that. But 
Yeah, when we get into a climate economy, food is a huge factor. I mean, when you want an economy that puts people first, well, food is a huge major function of that. And food for profit show has shown its problems. Both, uh, yeah, it was already showing its problems, but then the pandemic made it even worse. So. Even worse, the buried potatoes. And I think that's why it's important we make this shift is so that the listeners too, you you may not, I mean, let's, let's be frank. Um, we, everyone is very busy. You have your own lives to worry about. Maybe there's something in particular you care about. And we do want to make it a little bit easier for you to find it. So by putting these key topics out there and trying to create a little bit of, if you will, pillars around it. So you'll kind of know where the information is because perhaps um, you feel like voting and representation does not impact you. However, you care a great deal about the, the environment um, or the economy. We want to make sure... Um, you can get to that information as appropriate and that it's it's focused. So your time is valued. Again, the format change being a little bit tighter is all about so you get the best information you wanted um, at the time, especially since we're discussing solutions. Uh, we really don't want you to be awash in information you, you are not either apprised to or, or have a passion about. And it'll also force Ray and I to be concise. <laughs> Oh, good times. With that, I think uh, I think we can we can pause from a message from our sponsor, Citizen Do Good. Even though you've heard it before, it's still true. The war is never over, and every battle counts. I know you are tirelessly demonstrating good citizenry on the daily through actions and words, and you donate your time and your money to causes that count. Thank you. The time is now to deeply re-examine our current implementation of governance for the dawning of a new day. We are a proud sponsor of the Citizens Prerogative Podcast, a major partner in spreading the good word about civic love and the power of change for us all. At Citizen Do Good, we want to empower all citizens to participate in the Republic in a reconstructive way. With that goal in mind, we need your help to stay on mission and grow this community. Please rate the podcast with five stars on iTunes through the app on the web or on your device. If you don't feel like you can give us five stars, please let us know on our sponsor's Facebook page at Citizen Do Good. Like and follow the page to help out even further. Also, make sure you join our newsletter at citizendogood.com. I'm a little behind in sending out updates, but I'll get to it soon. You will get updates every couple of months on all of our antics, not just the podcast. While you're there, check out the shop, which has your favorite merchandise and provides a way to make a one-time contribution to help us pay for production and for hosting. Feel free to share any suggestions you have directly through the Contact Us page. Thanks for your support. So with that, um, we'll, we'll bring it back. We're, we're using timers very effectively um, on, on both sides of the house. So, you know, if we get into the hour different situation, we'll be able to resolve it. But <laughs> um, we're going to cut the episodes at 30 minutes, which is going to be exciting and new for us, um, which gives us, you know, probably about another 10 minutes or so to talk about what's upcoming. So before we do that, one note I want to make, something that wasn't included in that list of preview uh, at some point will probably worm its way into the discussion because I, I can't imagine it's not going to be a huge component of the future. And maybe we'll just close out on this topic because it's a nerdy fun thing. 
<laughs> and then starting with the next episode, we'll get into the topics we plugged. But crypto um, is not in the list. Um, you know, uh, blockchain, this future technology that's here and is growing isn't going away. And it actually has a lot of implications for the future of economics, um, global finance, economics, and also for us on the ground, for individuals. Um, so it's, it's a fascinating topic. It's complicated because it occupies that space that really very few people in the world choose to spend time learning about. It's, it's technology and finance. So it's this perfect trifecta of things nobody wants to know about because <laughs> it's crazy. But we're going to talk about it. I, our goal is to talk about it in very approachable ways and to try and bring it home so you can start seeing and thinking about how it may start affecting you so you're not you know, taken off guard. Um, and maybe it'll spur some questions and, and future topics as well. <clears throat> but I, I think it's it's a good time to bring it up because it's going to get lost in a lot of the social justice and whatnot that we're talking about for the moment. But earlier this past week, Coinbase went public. Um, they didn't have an IPO per se. They just started, they directly listed their stock on NASDAQ and, um, and it didn't fail, <laughs> which is a really low bar. I know, I understand that. But when you, when you think about you know, the idea of cryptocurrencies and blockchain and all of that emerging and now becoming a part of a stock exchange, it quickly is is being becoming real to the greater economy. And it's not something people should keep their head in the sand about um, because it's going to affect us in ways that we can't anticipate. And it's going to affect a lot of people's jobs in the long run. I know in the past we've mentioned AI and machine learning and how that's going to be coming for middle management and, and many other aspects of um, work as we know it. I mean, we all know automation for cars is coming, right? So that's a very clear and present way that jobs are going to disappear in the future. Behind the scenes, the back office and companies, all of us who have jobs that can't we can't figure out how to explain to people what we do, those jobs are going to get automated too. And quite frankly, I see the, com the confluence, the convergence of machine learning and, and artificial intelligence and these blockchain technologies as like the, the two linchpins, so to speak, of the machine, of the mechanism that's really going to make all of that accelerate. It's truly fascinating. And what you, all you really need to know about, <clears throat> excuse me, if you're not steeped in crypto and blockchain, just know that blockchain's a technology. It's like Windows or, you know, Apple or whatever. It's just, it's a technology. It's a software platform. Everyone knows everything has like a base operating system. And that's kind of what blockchain is generically. Built upon it are all these things, cryptocurrencies, Ether is different than just a cryptocurrency. So Bitcoin and Ether are very different for, for big reasons. Um, and most of the conversation that we have will probably focus on, on Ethereum um, because that's the emerging future. And then everything that's built from that or iterated from that is is really probably where the winners are going to be. I mean, and, I, go ahead. And before we, before we lose you, we need to stress that we've said this in past episodes that this is nothing new. We've been through a cryptocurrency race before. 
Okay. And the, and the biggest cryptocurrency to survive was the US dollar bill. Okay. The, the US dollar is based on pure interpreted value. There's no gold based value or anything, right? It's, trust. So it, it, it's already trust. It's uh, so cryptocurrency is just the new digital US dollar. And I, I want to stress again, like we said earlier, um, the cryptocurrencies, there's a lot of them out there. There used to be a lot of versions of the US dollar at the state level, at the merchant level. Everyone was printing their own money at one time at the US. And then the government forced everyone to go with the US dollar. And we explained that early on. And what you see here is that's why cryptocurrency is allowed to propagate is because there's no mechanism in our constitution to force the Federal Reserve matter. There, there, there is no way for them because technically this is an overlay. This is, a, this is where the economy is benefiting. Again, like we talk about, this is not, we are not forced within this economy. This is a, something that's growing out of our, our, I guess our human experience, if you will. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's an emerging alternative um, to nationally held currencies, which is interesting because these are global multinational or global non-national currencies. Um, now, that's not to say that they aren't being regulated um, because for Coinbase to come up on the scene and you know Binance.us and Kraken and all these upstart um, exchanges, so to speak, right? Trader platforms, because it's currency trading. That's what we're looking at right now. Um, there's some regulation that's coming to apply to it to just you know keep it legitimate and so that these can be SEC exchanged um, traded, you know, companies. It'll be interesting to see how we do choose to integrate these things. Like you've got countries like Iran out there that are suppressed by the current global standard of fiat currencies that would love to have a cryptocurrency so that it could operate outside of the global scheme <laughs> of, you know, sanctioning countries that aren't behaving according to XYZ rules. Um you know, so it's it's kind of interesting. It's it's the wild wild west. It's still very much to me stocks and bonds and you know things. If it's not it's not a place to put money that you can't lose. It's still like a a casino essentially. Um, right. But they're trying to build it out to become more of an asset, to be more like a gold or a silver. And there's all kinds of flavors of them, right? So like you said, there's this massive proliferation of various versions. It's like a Cambrian explosion of cryptos and it's going to continue for some time until some clear leaders emerge some trust leaders emerge um, because you know today we trust in the u.s dollar not because of god um, we trust in the u.s dollar because the u.s government says we insured up to two hundred and fifty thousand dollars per bank <laughs> that's why we trust it we trust it because the government insures the money through fdic um, well, plus theoretically you have some confidence in the U.S. dollar for some other reason, but if you worship Visa, is it is it it is it technically like they're they're there's no Visa currency. Is your god? Damn yeah. It. yeah, there's they don't have they're just the facilitator, right? The pipe. My like, religion's a farce. <laughs> well, we'll keep working on. It. I'm sure there's something good there. <laughs> um, but you know, at some point, there's going to be a version of these coins or something that people do trust for one reason or another, they're able to get the message across in a way that's accessible. So anyway, I don't, I don't intend for us to necessarily spend too much time on it, but as new information emerges and, you know, as we're having these conversations about the future economy, there will be opportunities, nodes to plug in 
where is crypto? What's this going to look like from a blockchain perspective um, to see how it things are getting be, automated? I think it'll fit because like, I mean, I mean, it, it'll probably be scattered across all three, frankly, because to me, the climate based economy, there's a lot of things that, that are problematic where, you know, finance is controlled by these big banks and they dole out the dollars and such. And really, this is a new age to, to, to enable us to become the financiers are, you know, become the enablers of the financial economy ourselves, yeah. not let the big banks necessarily yeah. own it is kind of the idea. That's the ideal, right? This yeah. is still in its infancy. We trust the humans behind the brands of the banks today. Tomorrow, we will trust the humans ability to code a system that is quote unquote fair or operates by the stated rules. Theoretically, a system that's been coded in software operates according to its code. Whether whether or not you trust whether you know it's it's operating according to the rules it says it is or not is another story. That's how we're gonna judge the trust of these cryptocurrencies in the future, right? Do we trust I mean, the programming? Well, now you have to trust a, a committee, right? You have to trust yeah. a board of trustees or, or, you know, but if, if we can rely on some level, but then there's the danger, right? You, you, you when AI has a certain level of control or, or that sort of, um, or they become a mechanism, how much power do you give the AI over mm. the human element, right? right. And, the, and so th that's why we're saying this is going to be a very robust discussion i didn't think the roaring 20s were going to be cryptocurrency but maybe our roaring 20s will be this cryptocurrency stuff it's going to be fascinating i'm excited but we're, we're going to always i mean it may seem a little esoteric right now our goal will be to anchor these things in reality is to say like where can these strange things come to bear in our future lives like daily all right with that um I think we're about ready to conclude. Ray, is there any any final comments? I mean, it's just funny because we're doing this at thirty minutes, but that's that's the idea. I just say, please let it let us know uh, how you feel about the, the shorter format. Maybe it's easier in bite sizes, but uh, I'm just excited to take on these these topics. Me too. Thank you, Ray. That'll do us for this episode. We have been your hosts. Thank you to Mr. Raymond Wong Jr. And thank you, Mr. Michael Piscatelli. Uh, it's truly been enlightening that Visa is not a cryptocurrency or a religion to live by. <laughs> it's been something, that's for sure. For information on this and other episodes, head over to citizendogood.com and click on podcast. While you're there, hit up our contact us page and leave us a comment. We'd love to hear from the community. Special thanks to you, our listeners. We saved the best for last. You are the best and you have been for years. Thank you for your support. We know it's painful and we love you. Intro music sampled from OK Class by Ozzy Jock under Creative Commons license through freemusicarchive.org. Other music provided royalty-free through Fizzly and Studios, Inc.